Welcome to Real Paranormal Activity, the network. Entertainment you'll enjoy. You are listening to an RPA production where people gather. Foss Corporation, LLC. So we're driving up our driveway, and there in the window is the woman, the same elderly woman that I saw in the hallway. She was in my brother's room, in his window. And my brother saw it at the exact same time I did. And he looked at me and he said, someone's in the house. We all see the ghosts in the window, clear as day. But she disappeared. <laughs> Hey guys, this is Montana Jordan, occult specialist, paranormal and parapsychological researcher, and independent consultant. And you are listening to Real Paranormal Activity, the podcast, with my good friend, the amazing Aaron Hunter. Welcome. I'm Aaron Hunter, purveyor of paranormal stories, the occult, and the unexplained. Welcome to RPA. I hope you enjoy your stay. Hey guys, Aaron here, and Britt is currently away, and it is Monday, October 19th, 2020, episode 242. How's everyone out there around the world doing? And man, it is getting chilly over here. No announcements to to state. Everything's going pretty smooth, and of course, tomorrow is a brand new show of Aaron's Horror Show with Mr. Aaron Frail, and this Wednesday, yet another new show of Terry's Mysterious Moments with Terry from Texas. And you guys might have noticed all the piles of wood out there and of course the smoke coming out of the chimneys and that's right we have the fireplaces going it's chilly over here and as you guys might have known we had some snow flurries but it's not going to stick the ground is way too warm so it just melted away but the cold weather is here and halloween is upon us and what we're going to do today is we're going to do some more listener stories and man we are putting a big dent in the backlog but if you have a paranormal experience merely send it to aaron a-a-r-o-n at realparanormalactivity.com and i'll read it off on a future episode and so with that nothing else to announce i hope everyone's doing well with this whole covid19 thing over here in the states and let's get the show on the road and you guys know what that means oh yeah man come on say it with me say it with me that's right, to the story then. Follow me right this way. No pushing, no shoving, and the fires are blazing. Nice and toasty warm in here. And you guys know the deal. Grab a beanbag out of the corner there. Find an empty spot on the floor. And as usual, I'm going to get beyond my desk here. Get nice and comfy. And Brett emailed me her packet, so I printed that off. Let's take a look and see what she has for us. And... 
yeah. Oh, we got a long one here. Okay. Let me take a sip of my green tea real quick. Oh, man. So good when it hits the lips. All right. The first one. This one is by Jack T. And it's called My Experience. Okay, Jack T. Let's see what you got, man. I was never a firm believer in ghosts or supernatural beings. I still kind of am not so fond of the thought, but I'm willing to accept it more now after an experience I had about three years ago. I have a cabin in St. Helen, and me and my family spent many years there, basically where I grew up. I was always afraid of being in the woods at dark, though. Not because I thought there were ghosts and goblins, but because I was just never sure what I didn't know what was out there that I couldn't see. Anyways, one weekend my best friend, sister, and I took a trip up there to get away. I was 19 at the time and my dad left us some booze and beer from the weekend before. I was getting pretentious as I drank at the fire and began making myself out to be a stronger man than I really was. So they made a bet that I couldn't go out to a desolate spot in the middle of the woods alone, but not just any spot. I'm sure many people from the area of Michigan know about the logging that used to occur there in the early 1900s. There is a discreet spot where an old logging camp once was, with a single gravesite and a candle that's said to always be burning. So they told me the next night, if I was still feeling like the tough man that I thought I was, I would go to that grave alone and take a selfie by it. I agreed this was a good dare. So the next night I drove there at nightfall and finally found it after about 45 minutes in the dark. I actually passed it several times because the candle was, in fact, not lit. This calmed me because I already knew there was nothing to be afraid of. It's nighttime in the woods. The only difference is the fact that the sun is not in the sky and a bunch of cute raccoons are running about. Wrong. After I lit the candle, I took my selfie. I started heading back to my car. Before I closed the door, I thought I heard a man talking off in the distance. Immediately, I got a strange feeling. It was dark. Too dark for someone to just be in the middle of the woods. Too scared to holler back and give my position, I started to make movement towards the sound direction. The partially cloud-covered sky started to break up, and the moon began to display the white pine forest before me. I said to myself, To hell with this. I'm leaving. And again, as I walked away, I heard a sound like a body falling out of a tree, a deep thump. This really freaked me out, but it was a feeling where I'd actually feel more comfortable if I knew than if I left. So I went back to where I heard the sound again. I saw a faint silhouette of a man walking around in circles. It was so strange and so unnerving, just walking about with no sense of direction. 
His footsteps made no sound either. I was frozen in fear at that point. Despite my fear, I decided to shout out to the man and ask if he was okay. As soon as I said that, he ran to a tree in my direction and I think he punched it. At least that's what I thought because I immediately ran back to my car faster than Jesse Owens and before I got there, I heard a high-pitched sort of scream. It didn't sound human at all. I got in my car and disappeared. I never told anyone about the incident because I simply wanted to forget about it. I still don't like thinking about it, but I feel more comfortable now. I don't know if it was paranormal or what, but I came to the conclusion that no man with any sense at all would be in the middle of the woods at that spot, alone, in the dark, doing what that man or thing was doing. Love the podcast. Thank you for reading. And that's from Jack T. <laughs> oh, man. Jack T., thank you very much for reading that. Yeah, that kind of gave me a chill when I read that you saw a silhouette of a man just walking around in circles, no direction whatsoever. You're there in the middle of the night, you know, at this old logging spot, old logging camp. You know, it is possible, though, there are people, believe it or not, that go out into the middle of the woods at night um, just because, you know, uh, sometimes you get vets, right, that are, they feel more comfortable being out in the woods, maybe, you know, doing what they used to do in the war, you know, being out on patrol, just some sort of routine makes them feel better. Sometimes they hunt animals and sometimes you just get people that, you know, they're not all there and they like being out in the woods I'm just wondering if this might have been one of those people you know just a little bit out of their mind maybe they've been drinking already or doing whatever and they're you got you find this guy out there talking to themselves walking in circles he hears you or hears somebody and then all of a sudden he just takes off running and punches a tree <laughs> but then again you know, you got this background history of the place. Pretty cool stuff. Hey, who knows, man? Who knows? Yeah, that would scare the hell out of me. Uh, thank you for sharing. Again. Yeah, Jack T, man. Yeah, I would have I would have got out of there. Especially if I would have, you know, if I would have seen that guy, I wouldn't have said anything. I would have just got in my car and got the heck out of there. <laughs> That's just me, man. I'm not going to mess with some crazy or ghost all right what do we got next what do we got here this one is by Shelley and it's titled beloved kitty okay Shelley let's see what you got man our beloved cat kitty was put to sleep as I cradled her in my arms on February 1st 2014 she had been sick for a couple of months with a stomach disease which she deteriorated really fast. Before making the most hardest decision of my life, I decided to seek a second opinion with another vet, 
Unfortunately, the vet confirmed that there is no more hope for Kitty and that it would be best for her to just make her comfortable. I decided to take her home one last time to have her spend time with our children and our other cat since putting her to sleep was not the route we were expecting. We brought her back home from the vet and held her the majority of the time as we prepared for her final hours. I cried so much until I had no more tears to cry. How do you pull the plug on a loved one when you know you will never see them again? I truly felt that she knew it was her time as she started doing her rounds in the house, just like what she usually did. She made sure that she spent time with each of us. We could not find our other cat and felt even more sad that she was not going to be around to say goodbye to Kitty. The entire time that we kept taking Kitty out from under the bed, because she keeps coming back, our other cat and Kitty were actually together. They had their time together just like she had her time with each of us. Days after Kitty passed away, I would see a grayish apparition on the floor which would swiftly pass by and disappear. Kitty was a gray and white long-haired domestic cat who loved attention. It has been two weeks now since she's been gone and we are still trying to cope with our loss. She was privately cremated so we kept her remains and made an area for her in our cabinet. It wasn't until her remains were picked up and brought back home that we started to feel her presence. When Kitty was alive, she would always jump on top of our bed and lay by the edge of our bed. One night, our two-year-old daughter was in the bed playing. Out of nowhere, she decided to go in the area of the bed where Kitty usually sleeps. She looked at where Kitty usually sleeps and had a huge smile on her face and said, Oh, Kitty. She even put her face on the spot as if Kitty was there. Our toddler used to always show her affection to Kitty by putting her face on Kitty's body. One morning, I opened the door to the hallway and saw Kitty sitting on top of my husband's slippers. I blinked and all that was there was the slippers. One night, my husband saw her on the same spot in the hallway, and when he looked again, she was gone. I even heard her distinct meow as she was trying to get my attention, and I would quietly say, I know you're here with us, Kitty. One night at 2 a.m., I felt like she was on top of the bed with us and was walking on top of my legs. At first, I was asleep, but the tugging of the blanket by my leg area woke me up. I was a little afraid so I kept my eyes closed, did my sign of the cross and decided to go back to sleep. I know she knows how much we love her and that we will keep her memory alive. My only hope is that she understands that we did what we had to do because that's what was best for her. We miss her so much and we know that she is here looking after us thank you for reading and that's from Shelly Shelly hey what a great feel-good story yeah you know this isn't unusual we have gotten you know quite a few stories in the past about uh, 
you know, pets coming back, doing some odd things, making a little bit of noise. Um, yeah, so I'm kind of glad that you get to see Kitty, uh, you know, a few more times, right? It's always interesting, and it doesn't happen all the time. It's fairly rare, but every once in a while we'll get the story like this. And, uh, yeah, it feels good. Thank you for sharing. All right. Yeah, man. It's tough to lose a pet, especially when you have to, uh, you know, make the decision and, you know, pull the plug yourself. That's tough. Yeah, tough stuff, man. Yeah, so you guys like the fire? Nice and toasty in here, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, man. It's chilly outside. Okay, what do we got next? What do we got here? This one is by Moss, and it's called The Desert. Okay, Moss, let's see what you got, man. I have had only a handful of experiences during the course of my 38 years that can be labeled as unusual, unsettling, or potentially supernatural. Most of these experiences have faded and become brittle over the years. Any sense of import I may have pinned to them has been diluted with the usual explanations that develop through maturity and dimming memory. The experiences I'm about to describe make up the sum of the only moment in my life where my waking and rational mind has been stumped and acknowledged by another present. I am not convinced, but allow that they may be supernatural in origin. The latter years of my 20-year-long military career were spent based out of Fort Bliss, Texas. Although this was my duty station, I actually worked approximately 30 miles northeast across the state line in McGregor Range, New Mexico. This training facility sits in a wide, flat valley in the high desert. It is as desolate as it sounds. The nearest town isn't much more than a glorified trailer park about 15 miles away, and you can travel a long distance with nothing more than tumbleweeds, cactus, to keep you company. My experiences occurred over the course of two years, 2011 to 2013, in our battalion HQ, which was nothing more than a prefab sheet metal cube on a raised framework. This small building consisted of a large conference room in the center, surrounded by cubicles on three sides and private offices on one. The building was no more than five years old. My unit conducted various live fire training exercises to prepare National Guard and Reserve Service members for deployment overseas. During the conduct of these ranges, one of my duties was to monitor all activities via radio as a form of backup safety net. This would require hours of active observation approximately from 6 a.m. and finishing at 2 a.m. the next morning on any given day. This duty was usually performed alone, so initially a majority of my experiences were singular. It usually consisted of the occasional random sounds, creaks, thumps, knocks, shuffling. The desert brings extreme heat, chilling cold, strong winds, and monsoonial storms that would explode out of nowhere. Throw these forces at a small metal building, 
and you can have all of these sounds. I am well aware of this and may have fallen victim to them once or twice, but I find that explanation too tidy. The sounds became more complex over time. Now, I would hear the occasional series of footsteps and the rattling roll of an unoccupied office chair. This would prompt me to do a quick run through the building to see if any other trainers had returned unannounced. Interestingly enough, I was alone. Yet, I have an active imagination that may have betrayed me. Those sounds became common enough, but the two experiences completely rendered my explanations ineffective. One afternoon, I had returned to my office to tie up some loose ends after the rest of the battalion had been released early. I was in the building alone, with all the lights out, except for my office. The building is windowless, so there is really not much other ambient light. While focused on my work, I was startled out of my chair by a loud crash and clattering from the back of the building. I hustled out into the hallway, turning lights on as I went. I circled the entire building and confirmed I was completely alone, even checking the latrines. The sounds I had heard originated from a large wooden replica of the Corps of Engineers' castle. The castle was constructed of segments of two-by-two two wood blocks held together by three-inch nails. Half of the entire castle had separated and been blown across the floor. The second highly unusual event occurred late one evening. I was waiting around the building for the return of one of our senior training sergeants, whose office area was a cubicle on the back side of the building. While waiting, I was conversing with our automation's computer specialist, whose area is a small nook directly on the other side of the senior sergeant's cubicle. Other personnel were coming and going, so we could step in completely unnoticed. Ironically enough, I was discussing with the specialist some of the odd experience I have had. As we were talking, we both hear an office chair roll rapidly across the floor right next to us in the next cubicle. We look at each other and said, eh, someone's come back, and ran around the corner to catch them. We rushed into a completely empty cubicle. My companion's eyes went wide and he visibly paled. I immediately asked him to acknowledge that he also heard the chair move across the floor. He quickly agreed and then insisted with a rush of curses that we never discuss this again. I hope that none of you find this story too lengthy or too dry, but it is what it is. Love the podcast. Thank you for reading. And that's from Moss. Moss. Hey, great story, man. I loved it. I love uh, military stories like this. And uh, you don't usually believe in this sort of thing. And you're still not too convinced if it's supernatural or not. But, yeah, man, being there alone. And it uh, looks like you had some sort of a model replica of the Corps of Engineers castle. Half of it was blown across the office floor. Jeez, man. And then, of course, you got the rolling of the chair. Yeah, 
and other personnel there they hear footsteps once in a great while but like you said there's a lot of noise in the desert you know with all the wind and storms and things like that but yeah this is a uh, like I said it's hard to explain away <laughs> hey thanks Moss great story and that is it guys that's all that uh, Brett sent me by email as always thank you very much for coming here to the network and listening and watching the shows we are flattered that you even bother coming here but hopefully we do have something that you enjoy one of the shows or one of the video shows hopefully you guys are enjoying the entertaining short films that we have for you now and as always thank you for our premium members that helps us pay the bills it's only three dollars and 99 cents a month if you want to become a premium member you can cancel anytime and you can just go to realparanormalactivity.com, big old button there. You can sign up through there. Or if you have the free RPA app, just do a search in your app store for Real Paranormal Activity, the podcast, and you'll see our aqua blue eye as our icon. And download that for free. You can sign up right through there as well. Fully functional video capability. And just a friendly reminder, you can listen to the RPA network on all the major audio streaming platforms such as iHeartRadio, Pandora, Spotify, and the list goes on and on and on. Listen to us at work and watch your day fly by. And don't forget, tomorrow, brand new show of Aaron's Horror Show, and this Wednesday, brand new show of Terry's Mysterious Moments, and man, I am calling it. The show's been produced by myself and Britt, and is also made possible by LaFosse Corporation, and man, we love you. Oh yeah, we do. As always, thank you and good night.